Hey, Oz. Hey, Curtis. What movie are we watching this week? This week, we've got The Love Child of Night of the Living Dead. All right. Meets the Munsters <laughs> with a healthy dose of Death Race 2000. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we are talking about Pet Cemetery. Death Race 2000. This was kind of a tricky movie marriage. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. it's, I, I was like, well, uh, it, it just, I almost went with a monkey's paw. And I'm yeah. like, no, uh -huh. you know, and I'm like, well. Yeah, maybe. do you want to go with the animal thing? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, eh, it's just, it, it was tough. Because it was mm -hmm. like, well, we, I think we both take pride in trying to be as like, out there. And, yeah. and, yes, and like, and so goofy as we can. And this one was pretty straightforward. Like, mm -hmm. Like, oh, uh, well, Night of the Living Dead, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the monsters, I suppose. And <laughs> I'm like, and what, what movie can I reference? I almost, like, almost threw a Toxic Avenger in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm like, well, no. And I'm like, well, I can't reference any movie that where a semi does the damage, because that's a Stephen King film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but, so that's where we ended up with. Kind of a boring movie marriage, but... Yeah, I like it. It covers it. I mean, yeah. really, it covers all yeah. the bases. And right at, and near the beginning, while they're getting ready to race, Fred Gwynn grabs a machine gun and opens fire into the crowd. He, he did. He did. Director's <laughs> cut. Uh, yep. <laughs> the, the theatrical release. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, that podcast that you love so dearly, where we take a monthly theme and we just have fun chatting with chatting with my bud. <laughs> my I'm, pal, my I'm, compadre. I'm one of I'm one of the buds, Oz. <laughs> I am the other said bud, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> and like we mentioned, we are talking Pet Cemetery, my movie this week, and really mm -hmm. the finale of Stephen King. It October. is. Wow, we're already through I Stephen know. King month. It is just like I mean, where where's October? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's going fast. Yeah, we're still waiting on Halloween like decoration yeah. pieces, like Halloween costume stuff to show up because. Normally we're done and we're like, oh crap, it's halfway through October. We should probably yeah. get this done. Yeah, it's at the time of this recording, we are over halfway through October. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's going it's going quick, folks. It is, it is swift. Mm -hmm. Not in the Taylor Swift concert film kind of way. I, I, I would be literal. Yes, it was swift. <laughs> as in Swifties friendship bracelets, dancing exactly. phones. Tra yeah. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all over the place. <laughs> so uh, what are you and your family sporting for Halloween? Oh, oh interesting question, uh, Oz. So every Halloween we let my uh, our daughter mm -hmm. pick the theme. Uh, in the past, we've done Kill Bill, we've done superheroes, uh, we've, done, we've done all sorts of things. Uh, so this year, um, at first, we almost were going to be uh, the family from Bob's Burgers. Okay. But she, but she pivoted at the last moment, and I think Across the Spider-Verse had something okay. to do with it. Fair. So so we're going to go as various spider persons. All right. She, yeah, she's going to be Ghost Spider, Spider-Gwen. Okay. And then my, my wife and I will basically just be different. We we basically just got different Peter Parker Spider Man costumes, gotcha. so she'll be she'll be one Peter Parker Spider Man Spider Man. I'll be another Peter Parker Spider Man. Fair enough. Good times. Mm -hmm. And we, you? We have always done a family theme. Mm -hmm. Last Love year it. we last year we did peanuts, and we knew the time would be coming when our our oldest would no longer want to play along. No, and that, and that was this year. 
Oh. She and so she has opted to go trick or treating with her friends, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's dressing up as a anime character from Demon Slayer. I'm not sure the name of oh, okay, cool. the chap, but she's done quite a good job. Like she, nice. she's very happy with her costume design. Of course, she's now she's just a little worried because like the girls she's walking around with are like ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I told her I'm like, or yeah, ketchup and mustard, or it's ketchup and a hot dog, or something. I don't know. And I'm like, you Some, could go as, something, yeah. You could go as mustard. She's like, but I want to go as Ringoku or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. I'm like, that's fair. So yeah. Uh, but meanwhile, my wife and I and our son are going as Kevin McAllister and the Wet Bandits. <laughs> You're Kevin McAllister, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I will be Kevin McAllister. No, uh, our son, of course, will be Kevin McAllister. My wife and I will be will be the Wet Bandits. So that'll be that'll be fun. It'll be. You're, fun. Go, you're going just as the burned palm. Yes. <laughs> well, she's actually she's going to uh, she's gonna be a real trooper and she's going as Joe Pesci and she will be burning her palm. She she's gonna brand her hand. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we we had a costume idea. We had a costume idea ready. If our daughter decided to play along, she would have been like the pigeon lady from Home Alone. Oh, Dude. okay. There you go. But we yeah. had we had one in in reserve just in case she changed her mind. But uh, we're committed <laughs> she, at this point. She would have been the steel trash can filled with salt that Old Man Marley pushed around. <laughs> exactly. she, she would have been that like very specific cousin that only speaks French. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been the toothbrush that he stole from the yeah, pharmacy. There you go. There you go. Actually, what? Uncle Frank would have been a good one too. Oh. <laughs> Fuller, watch the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not Kevin and the Wet Bandits. We're going as like very specific other characters. <laughs> You're going as, as what's his name's wife. Yeah. Exactly, Uncle Uncle Frank's <laughs> right, wife. Right, right. And uh, you know, and and I, yeah, my wife is Uncle Frank's wife. I'm going to be the stock boy at the at the grocer that chases Kevin down, yeah. stealing the toothbrush. Yeah, and uh, and and my and my son will be dressing up as the checkout girl at the. There you go. There you go. Now he'll be go. Jesus in the nativity. <laughs> There you go, as the statue that the pizza guy keeps exactly. hitting. <laughs> that little Nero's pizza delivery yep. guy. That's what we're doing, yeah. He's gonna dress up as the as the as the guy at Angels with Dirty Wings. Yeah. <laughs> so Alright, I'm sorry. One, two, ten. So it's like so what are you guys dressed up as? You don't know? Uh, <laughs> isn't it isn't it obvious? Keep your Tootsie rolls. We're out of here. So. I'm dressed up as the third thief from Home Alone Three. <laughs> Come on. I'm French Stewart. Don't you know me? <laughs> this is my wife, Rob Schneider. I'm Tim yep. Curry. I look at our runtime. We're forty-five minutes in, just making various Home Alone references. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's where we're going. That'll be fun. I, yeah, that will be guys, fun. Spider Verse. We're gonna go the Home Alone with uh, the Japanese spinoff route, and uh, yeah, it'll be fine. So yeah, that's fun. All right, well, let's pivot back to this real yes. sunshine of a movie. Yes, <laughs> the happy-go-lucky pet cemetery. That's true. Because right. if there's one thing that puts smiles on people's faces, it's dead pets. It's dead pets. Yep. <laughs> and and old men that live across the street that really just don't know how to talk to kids. No. <laughs> oh, and also a Fred Gwynn who doesn't know how to do a main accent. No. I, I like Fred Gwynn a lot. Yeah. But 
Yeah. And again, he gave it the old college try in he this did. movie. He Juco. did. It was the old Juco try. <laughs> he really tried. But it's the it's Gavrai just, Institute of Technology try. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's where he learned his accents from, was, was an acting class at DeVry. <laughs> he took his thespian coursework at DeVry. Yeah. At for-profit De- DeVry. <laughs> right. <laughs> he also got his welding certificate while he was there, he too. He did, at TV and VCR repair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Computer programming. <laughs> All right, so uh, hit me with the cast of this movie. Yep. Oh, the cast. I kept this one pretty tight, Oz. Yeah, there, there's other characters, but I kept this one to... Uh, we've got we've got the Creed family. Uh, Louis Creed, the patriarch, played by Dale Midkiff. Uh, and his wife, Rachel Goldman Creed, played by Denise Crosby. Dale is a doctor. Uh, they recently... In the beginning of the movie, they moved the family from Chicago out to Maine, out to mm-hmm. rural Maine. Uh, also, um, Rachel's folks don't care for Lewis, which is I, little... I did not pick that up in this film. No, no, not, nothing <laughs> at all. It was very subtle. I very said subtle. the vibe I got. <laughs> <laughs> There's the two kids. We've got Gage Creed, played by little Miko Hughes, and then Ellie, uh, the younger daughter, or young daughter, I should say. She, I don't know, maybe 8, 10, something like that. Yeah. Played by Blaze Birdall. Yeah, it's twins. Twins played her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The aforementioned neighbor across the street, Judd, Judd Crandall, <laughs> from an old line of Judds. It's, it's true. Mm-hmm. Played by the one and only uh, Herman Munster himself, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Victor Pascoe, uh, who's mostly dead. Yeah. Uh, played by mostly. Green... Uh, mo- mostly. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just mostly dead. Played by Brad Green Greenquist. Uh, we have, uh, I'll mention two other characters as well. We have Zelda Goldman, oh. Oh. <laughs> which is like your waking nightmare. I finished this movie last night. My wife and I are watching it, and I literally, I had a hoodie on. it. put my hood up and turned my head every time she was on screen. You t- tighten the strings. You're like Kenny I, McCormick all the time. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, not, not me. Played by played by Andrew Hubastek. Hubastek. <laughs> Andrew Hubastek. Who later went on to form the band Hoobastank. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and also worth mentioning, we have Minister, played by Stephen King. Yes. Because why not? Why not? Why not? Oh. Uh, as, right. Yeah, as you mentioned, the Creed family has moved to Ludlow, Maine, mm-hmm. um, from Chicago. Because, you know, if you're a doctor, you can't find work in Chicago. Nope. There's not a lot of options, and not, not a lot of career opportunities in medicine pretty, in the third dry. largest city in America. Pretty dry mm-hmm. in the Chicagoland area. Uh, so he decides to head on out to Maine mm-hmm. and uh, basically be their Doc Hollywood. <laughs> and right? End up here. So he uh, takes a job at the University of Maine. Yep. And, you know, the family loves it. And it's really tough to tell from uh, Rachel because... I'm pretty sure that there was an in-joke with the director, Mary Lambert, that's like, hey, Denise, let's see if we can play this entire movie without you showing any emotion at all. <laughs> done and done. Yes, very, very flat performance, to the point that you almost wonder, like, really? Yeah, like, ah. it re- yeah, very, very flat performance. And so you don't know what she's feeling until she tells you. Because that's mm-hmm. just the kind of role it is. Well, she um, got her she got her acting skill from her granddaddy uh, Bing Bing Crosby. <laughs> right, Bing Crosby. <laughs> Thanks, Granddaddy Bing. <laughs> Peepaw Bing. <laughs> Peepaw Bing. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, they move in, and 
you know, Lewis being, you know, being a family man, he buys buys a house sight unseen. Yep. <laughs> right. this is yeah. What you. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you, and he what? says to his wife, "What do you think?" As she goes, "I love it," which is great because um, I'm glad that worked out. Because no it's, kidding. It's nice that they consult with each other on you know <laughs> right. one of the largest purchases that you'll make in your and life. I still can't figure out why her parents don't like him. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lewis really, I mean, he's a fine guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the instance right there where basically the highway they moved onto is the Autobahn. For <laughs> yeah, only for semis. Only for semis. I just, I think there's enough hills that the semi drivers really enjoy the other, yeah, it tickles their tummy when they go up <laughs> and over the hills. Um, so, right, so we, we, catch, we catch Gage headed towards the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is where we meet Judd, the neighbor across the street that scoops him up and basically, <laughs> it's, it's Herman Munster with no makeup. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it's like the house across the street even, like they had like the Dragula mobile. And... <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. It, it, it got a little annoying after a while. They kept playing that, that song every time right. he was on screen. But... <laughs> I really would have changed this movie. That would have been great. Um, <laughs> he, he scoops up Gage. Do, 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 do. They don't pay for the score. It's just him humming. He's hum- He's just humming it, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, Ste- just... it's Stephen King standing slightly <laughs> off camera with a kazoo. It's uh, it's work that I used to do. And, uh, uh, I, 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 that was a little more Jimmy Stewart than Judd Crandall. So Judd being, you know, the, the neighborly next door is like, well, welcome. Welcome to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that rock path behind your house? That's a pet cemetery. Let me go show you. <laughs> By the way, the name's Judd. It's, <laughs> as they're halfway down the path. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so he takes him back there, and you know he's like, "This is where you, de- this is where you bury your dead pets." And uh, and Ellie, who's really, <laughs> Judd gets right in her face with his like seven foot four frame and, <laughs> six ten of which is just how uh, is just brow to chin yeah <laughs> does have a very a, long a face mask. that, that. A giant tiki mask with feet <laughs> but he uh he gets down you know cemeteries where the dead speak and of course naturally as an eight-year-old she's freaking out and he's like oh no 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 oh, i didn't mean it like that i'm oh, not the villain of this movie no <laughs> Um, so that's, I mean, it's this, it's basically this meet cute that we get. It's, there's Judd, who's instantly the family's best Meet cute with Fred Gwynn. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a polite yeah. man. Then they all went and got coffee. <laughs> right. And then they went for a nice walk through the park. <laughs> they did do walking and had some beers. Um, <laughs> Lewis goes to work because, um, that's why they moved to Maine. So it mm-hmm. seems, seemingly it's his first day on the job. And this is, and he, he meets Victor Pascal, who um, has been smashed by a truck. And <laughs> it looked like he was crowd surfing the way they were carrying him in. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. And they uh, accidentally was, just tossed him into traffic. It was at a Hoobastank concert. <laughs> it was, it was Hoobastank. It was a Hoobastank show. And One so thing led to another. Get rowdy. Those, those stankers. <laughs> the stankers. <laughs> so. Um, you know, he's at work, and Judd has already talked about, you know, this is where, you know, there, you buried my dog here, and there's a goldfish over here. And even Judd's like, not every animal here has been killed on the road. Like, 
sometimes. And then Judd drops in this little nugget of, oh, and there's something over there behind the hills, but we're not going to talk about it right now. Plot device. Like, yeah. <laughs> so what over there? What's over there, Judd? I told you, don't listen to me. <laughs> don't ask me now. Ground, ground up there sour. Don't um, bring up the thing that I'm mysteriously alluding to. Lewis, now's not the time. There will be a time, and it's not now. So we meet Pascal, who is mortally, like, just destroyed by this truck. Yep. He's in his jogging gear, like, his brain's hanging out or whatever. Um, <laughs> brain, or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, it's good effects. But it's pretty gory. And Lewis yeah. realizing, like, day one on the job, there's nothing you can do for this guy. No. So um, they just kind of close the curtain, and he sits with him. Like, yeah. whatever. It's I, Things are a little slower in Maine, I guess. So welcome to Maine. And uh, and then Pascal, like, sits up. and I, I just I love the little subtleties in this movie. Like, mm -hmm. like, it's almost like with his dying breath, like, spits blood all over Lewis's face. But it's not like drenching him like Evil Dead style. It was, it it just the reaction out of Lewis was like the like Dale Midkiff didn't know this was gonna happen, and he just like the, like, like the alien chest burster, right? He just like spouted it, and he's oh, and and then Pascal like grabs him, and warns him about the pet cemetery. He even calls him Lewis, mm -hmm. like he's very coherent. Yes, like you could. It's like. No, very, this, isn't, this isn't the sound of a guy whose brain's hanging out. <laughs> very articulate for an yeah. almost dead man. For having half of his brain hanging out of his head. Um, calls him Lewis, warns him about Pet Cemetery, and then dies. Um, that night, Pascal shows up in, like, Lewis's dreams as a mm -hmm. ghost. And this, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm confused with the direction of this movie. Um, because Lewis, who just warned him about the pet cemetery before dying shows up in his dream and leads him to the pet cemetery yep. and warns him don't cross the barrier because the ground has gone sour it's gone sour like everything in this movie of, of <laughs> not not the deaths but every coming back in this movie could be resolved if just nobody told lewis about it yeah <laughs> You see over there, you really wink, wink, yeah. wink. Don't, don't press this button. Don't like, go over there. Don't you do it. Don't yeah. you do it. So, I mean, we've we've got it twice. Well, really, Victor is the first one that's like, don't go beyond the barrier. Where Lewis, you know, where Lewis is like, well, what what barrier? That one over? No, no, not there. Over there. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't pass it. Don't take that path to the left of that oak tree. Uh-uh. <laughs> you definitely want, don't want to go another block over. Don't go 50 steps no. and then hang a north. Mm -mm. And nope. don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty corner from the CVS. Right? It's just, I've marked the path along the way, but don't, don't take <laughs> no. it. No, uh-uh. Um, Lewis wakes up figuring, oh, it was all a dream. Nope, his feet are caked in mud, mm -hmm. which probably made Missy upset. <laughs> Missy being an inconsequential character in the movie. Yeah. Um, she's your. We'll just kind of spill real quick. She's the down on her luck, down on her health, <laughs> unfortunate, like emo. Not really. 
Rachel's like, oh, thanks for that. And uh, it must be nice, marrying a doctor. Wish I had a doctor. I wish I wasn't in constant pain. And I'm just constantly in pain. <laughs> and not and, married to a doctor. <laughs> not married to a doctor. But I'll go do your laundry for you. And, well, <laughs> thanks, Missy, says Rachel. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> like, a bag of quarters and just pops. and and so really the basis of this movie we're kind of rambling over nothing is the family moves into a super dangerous highway like next door to a highway yeah and then you're just waiting for the highway to claim victims yeah it's been so much foreshadowing you know it's coming yes just thanksgiving everybody leaves except lewis they go to rachel's family rachel's parents like you mentioned do not like lewis at all I know I'm going to be very upset if my daughter grows up and marries a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Jerk. Um, a guy who seems to love his family. Exactly. He really does. For like, despite uh-huh. some of the real stupid decisions he makes, um, Lewis is a good dad. Like, yeah. You know, there's he's just doesn't know when enough is enough but <laughs> it's not for lack of trying no just, he's uh, actually yeah that might be the problem in his parents. Uh, yeah <laughs> trying too hard a little bit so uh yeah thanksgiving rolls around the family all leaves lewis stays back church gets hit on the highway mm-hmm. and church has been hit and left there for a while because when lewis and judd are like peeling him <laughs> off the ground yeah they had to like unvelcro him from yeah, the ground judd, and judd's like oh you're it looks like your cat got hit and uh well does it judd <laughs> um, you don't say judd your powers of observation astound me <laughs> well well i know that because i watched him get hit from the porch <laughs> <laughs> and then i had my morning coffee and read the newspaper i read back and i go oh, i told lewis now's not the time and now's the time <laughs> um ellie of course because this is let's not forget a stephen king novel you know a, adaptation of a Stephen King movie so yeah. we have to have a young child with supernatural yeah, powers it, with, with this, we've got to have a child with the sight um <laughs> Ellie uh Lewis realizes Judd does too Ellie's going to be devastated that's her favorite cat that's her only cat that's yeah. her pet so Judd's like I have an idea <laughs> hair me out <laughs> uh, let's go up beyond the pines Let's maybe go up. The, maybe there's a better way <laughs> maybe dad is better so here's what we're gonna do lewis i'm gonna show you what's beyond the pet cemetery we're gonna we're gonna climb for seemingly hours and hours to the ancient micmac burial ground where yeah, there's the, like a t- there's like a tall pile of sticks and you think yeah. it's just there yeah and then like 17 miles later <laughs> yeah exactly and then when they get there they've like they've gone from Ludlow, from Ludlow, Maine, to the Great Salt Flats in out in Utah, because <laughs> um, it is just this vast valley of extremely hard ground where basically the Micmac, you know, Native American tribe, would bury their dead. I don't really know. They never really specified why they did it, mm-hmm. but they quit doing it because the ground had gone sour. Sound sour. The the <laughs> entire time, Judd is giving him this like like hiking tour he's telling him all of this negative side effects and risks involved with doing this while leading him to the place to do it anyway yeah because your daughter can't handle grief right because don't tell your kid that this happened well not when you can fake it 
So Lewis buries the cat. Judd even tells him, don't tell anyone what we've done. <laughs> don't tell anybody. Church shows up the next day, reanimated. He stinks. Well, because he's dead. <laughs> yes, because um, he has rigor mortis. Yeah, he's you know moving very sluggishly. I really did enjoy... Uh, the like glowing eyes bit yeah, that they did. Yeah, that optical the optical effect they did, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um mm-hmm. and he's very angry with Lewis. It scratches him on the face. Um that's when Judd drops this little nugget of wisdom that, oh yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> you could have told me this sooner. Yeah. Uh you know, I buried my dog up there. When my dog died, I buried him up there and he came back and we had to put him down again. <laughs> because <laughs> he kept- he kept number two in my favorite loafers. <laughs> he chewed up my dad's shoes. No. Uh, so, yeah, this this happens. You bring him back from the dead, and they're evil. Um, but, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, oh but, but, but maybe there's a better way. Maybe. But you know what? It's better than having your daughter upset. Yeah. Anything to avoid that. Oof. How are you going to get another cat on a doctor's salary? <laughs> So some time passes, the kids come back. Even Ellie calls. Is, is She calls her dad. Is church okay? I had a vision that he got hit by a semi and you guys went and buried him. And, you know, it's like Lewis is lying uh, to his daughter. No, that totally didn't happen. <laughs> Not exactly the way that you just, you just saw it. I don't know. Did you read the script? Uh, <laughs> so we fast forward sometime later. A bunch of nothing, blah, blah, blah happens in the movie. And we end up at a picnic. Because it's time for the road to take victim number two. Mm-hmm. Um, young Gage is the world record holder for fastest child on the planet. Oh, yeah. That kid's a born sprinter. He's motoring. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Everyone's sitting having a nice picnic. We've got a kite. Like, it's Judd's over. Yeah. He brought a sixer. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I brought some high life for the it's, young ones. It's okay. We'll give we'll give Ellie an O'Doul. Um, it's only got point five percent. You guys like Zima? Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you know they're all flying a kite and they're watching the kite and then suddenly Rachel, Rachel's like, "Where's Gage?" Well, they look up and he's like point seven miles away. <laughs> yes, because um, they took his eyes off of him for a moment. And he is just trucking towards, mm-hmm. uh, and we know this is all going to happen because before the scene even starts, we see a truck driver get yeah. in, get in the cab, and he's listening to the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And you know how I can't listen to the Ramones when I'm driving because I don't pay attention to the road either. Oh, all I do is swerve and speed. Yeah, <laughs> pedal to the metal. Um, yeah, I just tilt my head back and sing to the heavens <laughs> and pray. Yeah. <laughs> Pray I don't hit anyone. Pray there's no two-year-olds right in the middle of the road. Nope. nope. Um, so, yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> like, Rachel starts yelling at Lewis, who takes off for Gage, and she just starts yelling, Get the baby! Like, what did she think he was going to do? Like, Lewis took off sprinting as you're yelling, Get the baby, Lewis, the baby! You know, <laughs> Judd tries to run after him as well lewis almost gets there but then remembered this is a horror film so he had to trip yeah not gage though gage ends up stopping right because he he had dropped the kite string and so he ends up stopping right in the middle of the road and apparently this truck driver was like when i see people in the road i floor it and Mm. (laughs) um 
And so, yeah, they don't show the collision, but no. based on the agony on everyone's faces, it's led to believe that young Gage was hit by the truck. Yes, I think that is that is surmisable there. And it's a Stephen King movie, so you know someone's going to get hit by a yes, truck. Yes, someone's <clears throat> going to get hit by a truck. Yeah. Um, this is this is our fourth movie where we've had like deadly vehicles. Fourth movie this month. Yep. With deadly vehicles. <laughs> well, almost this, this, deadly. Co- coma, coma inducing or deadly vehicles. Yes, yes. We have, we have milk truck, the, <laughs> a literal deadly vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sem- yeah, alien possessed semis, and yep. now this. Yeah, and then now this. So, um, Gage dies. Everyone yells in agony. His little uh, his little shoe. Um, you know, took a tumble. Apparently, though, Gage is like, <clears throat> I don't know what material like Ben Grimm is made of, but Gage must be made of the same thing because destroyed this semi truck. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, well, and not a lot of him was destroyed either. No, no, he was pretty intact. Like, it wasn't an open casket, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <clears throat> question. Yes. Were you, I was impressed by this. Were you impressed with how how they shot the semi-approaching young Gage? Like, they showed this truck really hustling in there. Mm-hmm. And then they showed, like, Gage, and they, the angle they showed it from was like, I would have I liked to have seen how they filmed that. Because, like, that truck looked like it got really, really close to him. Because they shot it from inside the cab. Unless they did it in reverse. Yeah, that's true. They could have. But yeah, they showed it from inside the cab, and it's like, how are you going that speed and not hit this kid? Yeah. I mean, you know they didn't, because Miko Hughes was in other things, but that would have been terrible if it did. (laughs) (laughs) Art comes to life. Yeah. And and poor Mary Lambert's like, keep rolling, keep rolling. This is... (laughs) We don't get another shot. The kid's dead. Um, (laughs) And and so, uh, yeah. So... Judd rightfully assumes that uh, I know what you're thinking, Lewis. You can't do it. <laughs> well, it <laughs> I, well, I wasn't thinking it, but I am now, Judd. Thank you. <laughs> Lewis is just grieving. He's like, I know what you're thinking. You're <laughs> thinking you're going to bury like, that boy up in the barrel ground. He's like doing a crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Judd just starts talking through the window. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> he just, just puts, you just see his hands grip the window sill. He pulls himself up. No, I, I, uh, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I see that look in your eye. You're going to bury your son up in the my barrel ground. You're denied, aren't you? Uh, I hadn't thought of it before. Oh, After Roseanne's done, you're gonna go. <laughs> Thursday night at eight, 8 p.m. Central, seven Pacific. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Uh, during during TGI Friday. <laughs> After Perfect Strangers, I know what you're gonna do. I gotta go to So uh, Lewis denies it. Um. Judd is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I killed your boy. (laughs) I feel like I killed your boy. Well, Um, (laughs) you're not wrong, Judd. Not really. Uh, No, you're not. Um, So he tells him, before you're going to do that, I want you to know it's been done. Because Lewis had asked, has has anybody ever buried a person up there before? Oh, I know what you're thinking. So (laughs) tells him, yeah, actually, Bill Baderman did. Uh, Yeah, Bill Baderman. His uh, son, Timmy. Yeah, that's right, Timmy. He came back from the war, and he was. we buried him up there. And he came back uh, basically a zombie. And uh, and 
I, and I, Judd Crandall, led the charge as we burned the house down. <laughs> as we killed a father and son. Yeah, oh, it's just getting out of hand, so we took matters in our own. Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Don't you think about it. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, uh, we burnt that house down. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't think about it though. Don't do it. Because <laughs> we murdered a man twice and then murdered his father. <laughs> right. Just don't because sometimes dead is better. <laughs> dead, is, dead is better. Yeah, not with the cat. Cats are fine. No, no, it's fine when they walk on four legs. So we get a very difficult to watch funeral scene. Yes. Like, because yeah, for, I mean, for, a, for a number of reasons. Yes. Like it's just it it is the most painful scene in the movie. Yeah. Um You've got familial infighting. You've got the knocked over casket of a young boy. Yep. Like it's just, we're not gonna get, we're not gonna weave a tail, but it's, it's rough. Yeah, it's if rough. It's rough. Um, in the meantime, Missy's hung herself just to put an end to that little saga because right. she like tapes a, <laughs> you know, like she pins a note to her chest. I don't even remember what it said. It was probably right. like, I "Wish I married a doctor." And, uh, <laughs> Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> <laughs> up here you bear your own like uh and so yeah that's just a wrap. we're getting really dark today it's, all right. it's, it's it's october it is it's we're just leaning into the month folks yeah and so uh funeral's over rachel and ellie go back to chicago again mm -hmm. lewis stays home again yep because he's going to take care of some loose ends pascal shows up basically like uh don't mm -hmm. Don't do this. Judd the same. Don't do it. Lewis is like, I'm just going to take my get up. I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I hear you. but I'm I hear what you're saying, but hear me out. I'm going to do the opposite. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Let's just see. Let's just see. Because I'm just going to do it. So he drags his kid the seven miles up to the Micmac burial ground and uh, buries him. Pascal desperately shows up in Ellie's dream. Yep. And is like, hey, kid, <laughs> your dad's doing it. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Psst, wake up. <laughs> your dad's doing it. Doing what? Burying your brother. No, she doesn't say that. Um, but he just warns her, like, hey, your uh your dad's gonna do something terrible. Yep. <laughs> um Ellie tells Rachel, she just keeps going, Pascal, Pascal, to which Rachel's like, Pascal. Well, considering Lewis has had a single, like, medical incident his entire time in mm -hmm. Maine, I'm not surprised that the name Pascal comes to mind, which is a huge no-no, Lewis. You have mm -hmm. broken all kinds of confidentiality laws yep. to come home and be like, guess what I did today, honey? Victor Pascal's brain was hanging out. <laughs> Victor Pascal, social security number. <laughs> right. Exactly. He, you know, and she's like, Victor Pascal, 1414 Meadowlark Lane? You're like, that's the one. <laughs> no, the, the other, 1440 Meadowlark Drive. <laughs> right. The other Victor Pascal. <laughs> it's like the, like, uh, <laughs> it's like. A loaded weapon. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I, Bruce Willis. I, I kept wanting to say, like, Bill. Oh, yep, yep. Yep. Bruce Willis, like, no. Anyway, uh, Rachel. <laughs> Um, tries calling Lewis. Of course, Lewis isn't answering because he doesn't have cell service up in the Micmac Bayer ground. Yep. So she calls Judd because they're all besties. And uh, she's like, Lewis isn't home. And of course, Judd's like, well, I know that. He's up in the Micmac Bayer ground. I am doing thing I told him not to do. <laughs> He's here with me. Um, so Rachel's like, I'm going home. 
I gotta go back to Maine mm-hmm. because um, there must be a direct flight from Chicago to Ludlow. <laughs> not not just not Bangor, just no. directly to Ludlow. She makes the trip like from Chicago to Maine in the blink of an eye. Mm. Like no joke. In the time that Lewis when she called, Lewis was not home because he had taken Gage up to the burial ground and she got to Maine that same evening. Yeah, those frequent flyer miles. You know, and they... hitched it twice. <laughs> yep. Like, like she teleported to where she needed to go. <laughs> like it was, it was insane how quickly she got back to where she needed to be to keep the store moving. Yeah, that's when the airlines were efficient, my friend. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't have those Cinnabons uh, to, to, <laughs> right. to hold you up at the airport. Yeah, TSA was not what it is now. Oh, um, my daughter had a vision about my husband, but that Cinnabon. Mm. Mm. Danny pretzels too. <laughs> Chili, to, chili's on the go. I've got points to redeem at Sunglass Hut. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Glamour and People magazine. <laughs> and so, Hudson News. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a large cookie. Um, so that that night, Gage comes back, um, and Lewis is sleeping because you know he's had a rough day. Yeah. Burying his kid again, Un- unburying and then burying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's he's sleeping it off. Gage comes in and steals his his prize scalpel. Mm-hmm. Um, goes over to Judd's and just starts messing with Judd. Now Judd knows that he's dead. Yep. Because he he saw him get hit. <laughs> like, yep. Um, and doesn't do anything but decide to like I better I better sniff this out. Let's see. Yep. Let's see if he's got legs. I got this one. (laughs) Right. He's just a boy. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, uh, Gage ends up slashing Judd's Achilles, which Uh is pretty gross. Yeah, it is. It's pretty pretty gross, pretty cool, I would say. Uh, And then when Judd hits his knees, um, Gage slices across and, like, Uh he has his mouth open. And Fred Gwynn's got a pretty large mouth, so it really worked well. And and gave him the uh, the old credit card smile on each end. You know, and yeah, so, and then when he falls back, now n- nothing at this point, it just hurts. Like, yeah, like the slicing of the Achilles should have been more painful on Judd's face than it was, and then he just sliced his his lips, which still would hurt. But Judd falls backwards like he's died. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, and then Gage just eats his throat out. Yeah. Just jumps out of it, starts starts yeah. eating, just starts going to town. Yep, those and little baby teeth can can really do a lot of damage. <laughs> little nibblers, um, <laughs> it's eating them like sweet corn. Yep. Uh, Lewis wakes up and sees Gage's muddy footprints mm-hmm. and sees the scalpel's missing because we don't have time to investigate. We just immediately there's footprints. Where's my scalpel? Oh, it's gone. And then he gets a phone call because Gage apparently knows his home number despite being two and dead and dead he remembers <laughs> his home number he's a bright kid he was well he wasn't smart enough to stay out of the road um and so he calls his dad he's like uh, he's, he's book smart Oz. right <laughs> he's book start smart he's not street smart literally well, or I, literally or figuratively he's right not street i smart. completely skipped over um rachel getting back to town mm-hmm. and she's quickly taken out 
because she gets home and instead of going to the house to check on Lewis, she goes straight to Judd's. Yeah. Makes sense. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That checks out. Yeah. She goes straight to Judd's and she sees little baby feet and then goes in and, oh, like, again, you know your son is dead. Mm-hmm. You buried him. And then you're like, Gager, come here, buddy. <laughs> Gives him a big hug and he kills her. Probably, assumingly, he ate her throat out too. Or her eye, anyway. We'll get to that. Um, Lewis wakes up because he's well rested now and uh, sees those footprints, sees the scalpels missing, heads mm-hmm. over to Judd's after he gets that phone call where he's like, I played with Judd and I played with mommy and now I want to play with you. Mm-hmm. So I'll play Lewis, with you, Daddy. Yeah. So Lewis, uh, thinking I'm gonna outsmart this kid, and he fills some syringes with morphine, and he heads over to Judd's house. Uh, kills the cat, which I will say, great cat acting. That was great cat cat cacting. Yes, great cat acting. Cacting. Yes, great cacting from that from Gage. It really or was. Not from Gage. From, yeah. from Church. Church the cat. When Gage transformed himself into that great cat. It yeah. Was, after he, after he turned into a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it takes, cause apparently that's what kills them is morphine or at least drugs them up real good. Um, he finds Judd's body and then Gage like got up into the attic and attacks him after, well, yeah, Rachel's body falls from the attic because it's an eighties movie. So the timing is everything. <laughs> Which, yeah, keep going. The bodies will fall the moment they're supposed to. And uh, and then here comes Gage, like, like, Ray Mysterioing himself from, from the top rope. <laughs> Hurricane Rana's Lewis <laughs> cross body, cross body flop. And then Lewis reversed it, <laughs> puts him in a camel clutch, and <laughs> and uh, I did watch that uh, that Ray Mysterio Eddie Guerrero match you sent me. Isn't that a great match? It's a great match. Yeah, I showed my son some of it. He's like, "How do I do all that?" I'm like. Luchadors, man. Yeah. Um, and so, Lu- we we see Lewis fighting, which it shouldn't have been as comical as it was, but it was. Lewis fighting Gage, like uh-huh. throwing him down the hallway, like it's it. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. It, it just it kind of reminded me of uh, going back a couple weeks to Dead Alive, Dead Alive. Yep. when, when they're in the park there. and he's and he's got the baby, yeah. and he's like banging the head on the on the the swing set pole. Yeah, it's that's what I thought too. Uh, he injects him with the morphine, um, then lights the house on fire, and kind not kinda, disturbing image as the trail of fire, like, lights up the dead body of Gage. Like, mm-hmm. he's just this, this crumble, now obviously it's a puppet, but he's just this crumbled mess of a boy, and then you just watch him engulf. I'm like, they just lit a two-year-old on fire. <laughs> I hope that was it. That was that was a puppet. That was that was some great acting. <laughs> it was great. Preppets. Preppets. It's like well, they figured he already took out that semi without much like yeah damage, so he could handle this. Um, so he, we see Lewis leaving the house carrying Rachel's body, and. Pascal shows up again, basically telling Lewis, stop. You're only going to make it worse. And mm-hmm. Lewis is like, no, 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 no. It'll work this time. She's fresh. Yeah. It's fresh meat. Yeah, it's okay. That's been the problem. I have absolutely no evidence and data to support my no. hypothesis. But trust me when I say, 
sometimes fresh is better like <laughs> i'm a doctor <laughs> <laughs> excuse me pascal i believe uh, i'm the doctor uh, who's the one who went to john hopkins <laughs> right uh, and who's the one that couldn't get out of the way of that pickup truck <laughs> who's so, the one who's missing half their brain right uh so quick trip i figure lewis has been there twice now he knows his way he gets yep. there very quickly yeah and gets home very quickly rachel comes that same night been a busy night for rachel she made it from chicago to maryland or to maine mm. dead reanimated and comes all the way back home it's also kind of surprising that every creature that went up to the micmac barrow ground church gage and rachel all went up dead and yet all of them know how to get home from there that doesn't make sense it's instinct i guess i guess the gps rachel comes in to the house and some of my favorite just makeup effects yeah she comes in and her eyes starts oozing like yellow pus. yeah yeah that was cool oh i love cool. it and then he just embraces her with that like flowing into her, down her face um she takes a big knife off the counter and cut to black as we hear him screaming and then the ramones kick in with pet cemetery and that <laughs> yep. is Pet Cemetery. That's Pet Cemetery. Hey, folks, it's that point in the show where Oz and I each give our own unique rating to the film we've been yapping about, 1989's Pet C Cemetery with an S. So, hey, Oz, how would you rate this flick? Oh, I'm going to give it uh, eight trips to the Micmac burial ground. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of trips. He, it is. Uh, he racked up some steps there. It is a lot of trips. This is a Fitbit going for him. So what are you giving it? Oh, let's go with uh, 56 pussy eyeballs. Ooh, good one. Uh -huh. uh, next up, we have Outside Insights. Folks, Oz and I have been scouring the interweb, searching for unprofessional reviews that tickle our funny bones, and we hope they tickle yours as well. Hey, Oz, what's your Outside Insight? I have a four-star review from Tony the Terror 666. <laughs> oh, the that Tony the Terror. The I only I only know Tony the Terror 664. It's the devil's handle. Uh, <laughs> he rewatched this on December 2nd of 2018, hopped okay. off and hopped on to Letterboxd to leave this review. He says, "You better believe that even knowing how it works, I'd still take every cat right on up to that old cemetery when the time came." Okay? <laughs> I hadn't seen this in years and it really isn't anything great until it takes that sharp left dark turn and then it gets real good <laughs> if you're in your 30s then you know this movie was a huge deal back in the day and you know that Zelda, Zelda was the ultimate nightmare fuel mm -hmm. I was terrified to watch her and refused to watch this for years because of her Fred Gwynn is great Dale Midkiff can't act, but gee, he's pretty. It's not like the people matter that much anyway, because Church is the real star of this horror show. <laughs> There's the potential for a really great remake, so fingers crossed. Church 2.0. <laughs> Church here. I, did, I, did, I just realized now, I didn't even mention Zelda through that whole review. But yeah. That's okay. Well, she's pretty irrelevant to the main Very plot. irrelevant. It just shows that Rachel is kind of an awful person, too. Yeah. Like, actually, like, Lewis isn't an awful person, but Rachel's like, <laughs> if it's not pretty, then I don't like it. Yeah. My sister had, whatever, fibromyalgia or whatever it was. <laughs> I think I think she just had, like, tartar in her teeth. Disease. <laughs> Hal halitosis. Yeah. My sister had disease and uh, died, and I laughed because um, I hated her. Because sometimes dead is better. Because sometimes dead is better. Especially, you know what, though, in all fairness... 
Yeah, sometimes it is because <laughs> Zelda was a wreck. Yeah. Like she needed a makeover. She, yeah, considering she's supposed to be like 13. No, that that was gross. Like even yeah. as a kid Zelda freaked me out, freaks me out now. Just gross. Yeah. Top that's, to bottom gross. That, great makeup effects. Yes. Great job. Gross. That scene in uh, Judd's where she kind of runs towards the camera. No, hate it. Yeah. Can't watch it. I mm. honestly like I'm not saying that. I'm saying cannot watch it. <laughs> it doesn't give me bad dreams, but it's just I'm so uncomfortable with it. I can't watch it. Like I was telling you, I finished this last night and I had to put my hood up and divert my eyes and ask my wife, can you tell me when that scene's over, please? She goes, how can you even listen to it? I'm like, the voice doesn't bother me. It's seeing her. Yeah. It's so gross. It, it is pretty disturbing. Yeah. yeah. So, there you go. And then she uh, conveniently drops the Zelda, you know, gif on our little chat today so yeah <laughs> yeah <clears throat> sorry right, what do you got for your review uh i got a couple really short ones that okay. i found uh all from the internet movie database all one star reviews the first one calls comes from lily's hotmail <laughs> <laughs> but this movie is one of the worst movies i've ever seen scratch that this is the worst movie i've seen in my whole life <laughs> beating a dead horse with a stick would be a better use of your time than sitting through one minute of this awful movie <laughs> One minute. <laughs> I like, I like, the, the, I like I'm not editing my review. No. I'm just gonna train a thought. Scratch that. Scratch the. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> you don't hit backspace. Scratch nope. that. No, nope. <laughs> I'm just plowing forward, folks. Forget what I just typed. <laughs> Can't move forward if you're looking behind. Backspace is for suckers. <laughs> <laughs> my key's stuck anyway. So. I don't. I don't make mistakes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, my second one uh, is from uh, Nuimi Pasa from just a couple years ago, 2020. It's one of, if not the worst movies ever. I can't even put into words how bad this movie oh. really is. I prefer watching a white wall for one and a half hours instead of watching this again. I love it when you've, you've shared several like outside insights that use that phrase. I can't even put into words. Yeah, as they but, but yet you're typing words. words. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> Listen to me tell you about it. I can't even tell you. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last one comes from Mountain Dew. Trademark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's a Pepsi Cola product. Yeah. They miss. And I'm pretty sure this one was written tongue in cheek, but it's funny anyways. They misspelled cemetery. Unwatchable. Signed by the dog father. <laughs> it's actually typed out signed by the dog father <laughs> fair enough thanks yeah. Mountain Dew thanks Mountain Dew aka dog father right yep so hey those those are my outside insights Oz. good ones hey at this point in the show folks it uh, it is that point you've all been waiting for our signature segment the 321 in which Oz and I each share three goods two bads and one huh about the film in question Pet Cemetery. Oz, what are your three goods? Uh, my first is just Judd. Just Judd yep. Crandall. Judd. Like, just good old Judd Crandall. Everything wrong with this movie. Like, really. Like, mm -hmm. we talked last week. He's the villain of this movie. Yeah. Um, but he's not, like, the direct villain. Like, awful things happened, you know, with, obviously, the cat dying and Gage dying. But his introduction of don't go that way. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm going to show you exactly where to go, but tell you not to do it. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, just Judd. Plus, just Fred Gwynn's a delight. Uh, 
My second are the just the gore effects. Like yeah. they, they were few and far between in this movie, but Pascal and the Judd stuff and the dead mom, like when they did show up, they were they were well done. And so that was nice, is just seeing good gore effects. And then three, um, when Gage gets hit by the semi, and then we flash to those really cheesy staged Polaroids that yeah. fly onto the screen. <laughs> here we are at the beach, and here we are at a birthday. And it's like, yeah. it's, oh, it's like Mary Lambert forgot to do those, so they did those the day before. <laughs> like, and they're just Polaroids, which makes it even better, because you Polaroids are for snapshots. They're not for, like, photo sessions. And all of yeah. these were, like, photo session-esque photos yeah. shot with a Polaroid. So that stage <laughs> cheesy Polaroid stuff yeah. cracked me up. What are your three goods? Uh, my three goods, the first one, I'm going to start with, uh, near the beginning, um, Lewis is just kind of walking around the yard, and he jumps out of his skin when Church kind of, like, startles him like he's in uh -huh. a tree and i don't know what it is but like that just he just like wow he <laughs> <laughs> just freaks out and i i know i laughed when i saw that it's like so yeah that, that's that's my first good Fair it's Lu lewis just ah! <laughs> uh my second one is sheena is a punk rocker by the ramones yeah, i love that song Gr yes great song you can you can, might see where this is going by the way oz yeah. uh so yes that ramon song is a great song uh, yeah. that the trucker is listening to yes yeah. sheena is a punk rocker classic ramones uh and my third good i'll take my time with this one a little bit more the film locations as uh, as you know uh, we've discussed many stephen king films are set in maine and often yep. shot in maine and as i think i've shared before on this podcast uh my wife's family has a family cabin it goes back a couple generations uh and it sits uh it's about 10 miles outside of bangor maine uh and this uh this film was filmed almost in its entirety uh in bangor in Ellsworth, which is kind of between Bangor uh, and Bar Harbor, Acadia, Acadia National Park, uh, the, the the burial ground, the actual Micmac burial ground, was actually filmed in Acadia. Okay. Um, and uh, there was another, there was some other stuff, like the trucks on the highway were filmed near Bucksport. Uh, Bucksport and Ellsworth are both about 15 minutes away from, from the camp that we're at in Maine. So, like, I saw some of the, like, like the locations, like, I bet I've driven down that road before. Cool. So it was it was just kind of cool, yeah to, yeah, to, oh, yeah, to watch the film and be like, yeah, that road. I think that's the road that goes through Bucksport. Like, like I don't know, it's just pretty cool, and <laughs> and it really and it really adds to the authenticity. Obviously, yeah. you want the movie set in Maine, let's go shoot it in Maine. Right. I I think I read in the trivia that like that was part of the contract with Stephen King was yeah because I think he did he write the screenplay for this. Oh, I can't remember if he. Did I, the screenplay. It doesn't matter. I think but I, I, I'm pretty sure he was on set for most yeah. of it. So. Um, yeah, screenplay Stephen King. That that was part of the deal was you will shoot this in Maine. Yeah, and and so good for him, but because he loves that state. Yeah, it's as Maine as Maine can Maine. Yep. yep. So deal. that's my that's my third good Oz. Hey, what are your two bads? Um, my first one is back on the uh, <laughs> back on the Gage dying scene. Uh -huh. Afterwards, um, when Ellie's crying, and it was some of the worst child crying i've ever heard on film before um poor girl just is not at that age was not a sound actress um it was an 80s film so there weren't very many good child actors anyway um but she was not good and this particular scene was very much honey just put your head in your hands and start going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh and so yeah that that's my first bad was ellie's awful crying after gage yeah. died and my second bad poor missy 
Yeah. Just poor Missy. Like... <laughs> I hurt and I'm not married to a doctor. I know. And it's like she just needed somebody to be friends with her. Yeah. She had no friends. Poor Missy. Yeah, poor Missy. She deserved That was the better. one death in the movie that you were like... That wasn't, like, the whole character wasn't necessary. <laughs> I bet nobody's going to go bury me at the burial ground. <laughs> She's probably still having there. <laughs> Hello. No doctor's going to take me up there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also here. She just keeps kicking the table. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? So those are my two bads. What do you got? Uh, my first bed, kind of picking up with Missy. Uh, again, I love Fred Gwynn, but Missy and Judd's accents are bad. They're bad. I, again, both of those actors are trying to do Maine. Yeah. And, like, again, yes, yes, Mainas, you know, they tend to leave the R's off and things like that. But, like, it was, like, oh, this was way over the top. Like, like Mainers don't sound like that. They sound-ish like that. But, like, this was... Yeah. Like yeah, it, it was it was acting at, <laughs> at its at its finest there. Uh, and my other bad is as I said, one of my goods was Sheena's a punk rocker by the Ramones. My other bad is Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. Woof! What a bad song. I guess the Ramones themselves have like disowned it, and Ramones fans hate the song. Ironically, it actually charted as well, so it was one of the more commercially successful songs. Okay. Oh man, what a terrible which, which, song. Which, which, which honestly flies in the face of everything the Ramones would stand for anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want your song. This song's popular. We don't want to be popular. Yeah. So, yes, that what a terrible song that, yeah, that was, it's, Pet it's, Cemetery. It's a bad song, yeah. Yeah. So, those are my two bads. Hey, Oz, what's your huh for Pet Cemetery? Um, For a movie that was effective enough as it is, why did you have to include Zelda to make that? Just her scene's the most terrifying scene <laughs> You just want to watch a cut that doesn't involve the Zelda character I at all. I could make a cut that doesn't involve mm -hmm. Zelda, but it's it's like it, it wouldn't change the narrative. No, it, not at all. And it's like and it almost like it adds to the overall like creepiness of the yeah. movie, but at the same time those individual scenes almost mute the other scenes. Yeah. Because it's like some of the stuff is like, "Oh my god, that's terrifying." And then Zelda's on the screen and you're like, "Oh wait, that was a piece of cake." Yeah. This this witch is something to deal with. Um, and so, why make her so terrifying? Movie was good enough to watch. I don't want to be scared. So, what's your huh? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a huh runner up before my actual. All right. My huh runner up. Uh, how is Dale Midkiff not Nathan Fillion? They yeah. look. They look very similar very similar yes. yes both both handsome men they dale are. midkiff and nathan fillion i'd say nathan fillion has the edge on acting but uh oh yeah a little <laughs> bit yes uh my actual huh um how did zombie gauge get rachel's attic or rachel's body up in the attic <laughs> i thought i thought that too like I, like did he drag her up those stairs he, like he tied the noose around the thing and like <laughs> held her head up and if yeah. he knew his own phone number i'm sure he had a rope and pulley system down <laughs> it's, it's leverage it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, right. it's great with physics that gauge yeah he's good don't be an idiot that's clearly what it was <laughs> yes yeah what am i thinking that that two-year-old zombie baby <laughs> clearly could hoist that 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 150 pound woman up there and yeah so that's my huh Oz. good question good question mm -hmm. so Ladies and gentlemen, that puts a wrap on October. It does. Hey, did we ever shout out our Patreons? Oh, we did not. 
Good call. I just, that, I just hit me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we have a shout out to our patrons. Hey, patrons. John S, Aaron A, and Mandy K. Hey, thanks for sticking around hey. this long to the episode. We did not forget you. <laughs> well, they normally duck out at the beginning. That's so. true. This is what we've done to make sure our give our our like uh-huh. our duration count up on youtube exactly yep <laughs> made, made you wait through the whole thing there <laughs> you're all three of you you're all so vain anyways suckers uh-huh so but no thanks again for your patronage and we forgot them last week too so we gotta do better do better oz do better oz um so yeah we're switching we're switching topics we're done with we Stephen are. King month. We're done with Ste- with Stephen King. We're, <laughs> we're moving hitting, on. We're hitting November with a new theme. What's our theme next month? Our theme next month is war movies. So all movies must have the letter, the consecutive letters W A R in yes. the title. <laughs> we're being cheeky there. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> and we're gonna debut war movie month with uh, a very regal film the lord of war yeah <laughs> starring nick talk, cage i think we come across this topic because we had talked previously how neither one of us are really big fans of like war movies yeah and and so we know that's a topic that is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts but it just mm-hmm. doesn't scratch our itch and so this was our way to well let's cover a month of war movies then mm-hmm. where there is no like battle there's no straight up like like war movie yeah yeah there's no tanks and there's no bomber jets it's just the word war is in the movie somewhere it's in there somewhere it's in the title so um it's actually it's in four of the five movies like straight Mm -hmm. up just the word yeah the word war the other one has has war in a word yeah so yeah we are going to kick off war movie month with lord of war mm-hmm. Two th- 2000 ought six that's true i have Nick- never seen this movie before uh i had not either i watched i did watch it recently uh and it was it's got a 7.6 on imdb okay so worthy of the 7.6 um i liked it i don't know if i give it a if i say okay. it was quite 7.6 gotcha. but i but i liked it more than i didn't okay uh, fair enough I mean, it, it does have, you know, some very subtle actors in it. You know, those like <laughs> Nicolas Cage and, and Jared Leto. Oh, known, yeah. Known for their subtle work. I'm probably not even going to recognize those two. They're going to get no. lost in their character. Yep. <laughs> going to be looking at a Jonathan Depp. <laughs> Jonathan Depp. <laughs> Tony Hopkins. It's true. You never see those guys. Uh-uh. So... Uh, yeah, so Lord of War for next week. Um, okay. The, man, I can't believe November's here already. I know, right? Let's start wrapping presents soon. Yeah, we're going to have to start. Oh, wait, never mind. I forgot we already have next year's themes all planned out. Yeah, we, yeah, we already <laughs> sketched that out. We got 2024 covered, folks. That's right. In your face. Um, so you're not getting rid of us for another year, at least. At least. Yep. No. So. Well, social media-wise, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There's a Patreon link down below if you'd like for us to forget to mention your name every week. <laughs> <laughs> there was all sorts of names we didn't mention this yeah. week, guys. <laughs> yeah, how come they don't pay? <laughs> if we're going to forget your name, you need to pay up for that. Maybe we do the opposite. Maybe we mention everyone else's name who's not a Patreon. <laughs> if you don't want your name read, Yeah, if you, if you don't want it read. If you want, don't want your name publicly stated aloud. 
Right. Then you need to start paying a Patreon account. We'll see you six bucks a month, folks. Right. So you better open your purse or get ready because public shame is coming your way. Look at it, you, Jonathan Depp. Right. Warner Herzog. Warren, Wade Boggs. You, Wade Boggs. It's coming. It's Warren coming. Beatty. Richard Henderson. Former Rich Richard. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's his birth name. Mm-hmm. So. Richard. All right. Well, that, that wraps up October. Man, this 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 month went fast. I know. It was a good month, though. It was a good month. Very yeah. fun month. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next week with a new theme as we talk about Lord of War, starring Nicholas Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> For another episode of Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys in a week. <laughs>